Welcome to the One Sealed Letter podcast, where we explore the legacy of letter writing and bring this beautiful art form into the 21st century. I'm your host, Kate Collier, the voice and warm body behind this podcast and Catherine Hastings and Company, our sponsor. Today's episode is all about fan mail and letters to celebrities. When I initially thought of this topic a few months ago, it seemed like a very modern topic. Even just the word celebrity to me brings to mind people who are famous now. I think of pop stars like Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. I also think of a level of fame that's available now that hasn't been through any period of history. You may disagree with me on this point, but I see some celebrities that really seem to have no other reason for being famous other than that they're famous. We think about empires like the Kardashian empire where the entire family has achieved such a high level of fame. They have a fair amount of power from their fame. They can grow these amazing businesses. But the question is, what makes them famous? What was that initial thing that propelled them into such a high level of notoriety? And there's really not anything that some modern celebrities have done. It's more that they have platforms and access to people um, that they maybe wouldn't have had 10, 20, 30 years ago just because technology has evolved so much. There's an intimacy that can be created in this time. Again, with the Kardashian example, we can see inside their home. We can see the way they're interacting together. We get the sense that we know them, and yet they are people that are known but don't know us, so that they're at that status of celebrity. As you know, this podcast is all about epistolary history. I'm trying to bring traditions from letter writing from 100, 200, 300 years ago or more into the modern world. We had the podcast episode a few weeks ago about Lewis Carroll's advice on letter writing. The tips that he wrote in 1890 still apply today through all different types of communication that we have. I really wasn't sure, though, if the concept of fan mail or celebrity mail would be something we could trace through epistolary history, particularly since a lot of the things that I like to study are pre-1900. Of course, there were famous people throughout all of history, kings and emperors, famous warriors, famous poets, famous philosophers, scholars. They didn't have the same level of reach that people have nowadays, even when you think about a poet in Grecian times. Of course, there was an auditory tradition, but there wasn't a sense of knowing who that person really is. You wouldn't necessarily know someone's face in that time period unless maybe you saw a coin that had their bust on it. So a famous emperor um, is an example. You might know what they look like just because of the money. But there wasn't space for any type of two-way dialogue. There wasn't an address that you could just write to the person. Also, a lot of people weren't literate, so it wasn't possible to send fan mail. So there is this interesting balance between the ability for a society to have celebrity and the technology that's available. There needs to be a certain level of technology to provide access to a person. Also, there needs to be a certain level of technology or um, the ability to spread information in a society so that that person is accessible to their would-be fans. One of the first people that became famous and had fan mail was Lord Byron. 
it wasn't necessarily just about Lord Byron and his work as a romantic poet. It had to do with the changes in technology, the changes in the printing of book technology. Before that time, the distribution of books wasn't very widespread. You had disparate publishers and uh, publishers, especially with the expense of books, it wasn't possible for people to acquire many works, or if a, a work were printed, it wasn't going to be printed so widespread that everyone would be able to read it. That began to change as technology evolved. It became much cheaper to print books, and, in, um, and because of that, then you would have somebody like Lord Byron, who could be known by a much greater audience than he would have been even if he'd written 50 years earlier. So I think that's a really important thing for us just to keep in the back of our mind that it's not necessarily about the celebrity themselves. Celebrities, of course, are normal people, but there are circumstances around them and there's a certain um, level of technology that's enabling them to have a platform to reach others. And then also there needs to be a certain level of technology that allows their fans to reach them. There's a researcher at Oxford University, Corin Throsby, who studied fan mail that Lord Byron received. The letters date between 1812 and 1814. And I've pulled an article that's from The Independent. I'll link to it in the show notes. It has some excerpts from the letters and a little bit more information about this fascinating story with Lord Byron. Here's an excerpt from a letter that Lord Byron wrote to John Murray, his publisher, on July 15th, 1817. He wrote, I suppose in my life I have received at least 200 anonymous letters, I 300, of love, literature, advice, abuse, menace, or consolation upon all topics and in every shape. He mentioned these were anonymous letters. Most of the letters that he received were anonymous. There are a hundred or so letters remaining, so fan mail letters that he had received. One of the interesting points that Corin Throsby, so the researcher who's transcribed all these letters, mentioned was that there wasn't a space for creative expression for these female readers. Women that fell in love with Lord Byron's work weren't able to just be writers in their own right like he was. They maybe could discuss it among their friends, but a lot of the poetry, especially given how romantic it was, was something that they couldn't necessarily share at a greater scale or if they wanted to explore their own creative talents and write. There wasn't a platform or a space for them to do that. The letters that they're writing to Lord Byron are a place for expression for them. And so many of these letters are very well written and you see not only the literary prowess, but also the kind of creative experimentation that these fans had. Um, a lot of the letters contained sexual metaphors or innuendos. And as I mentioned, they could be a little bit steamy. Here's one, it's an ex again an excerpt. Why did my breast why did my breast with rapture glow, thy talents admire? Why, as I read, my, my bosom felt enthusiastic fire? Um, the same writer wrote about a trembling as she gazed at Byron's portrait. So they were expressing, expressing this um, kind of sexual desire for Lord Byron, but also a lot of these were anonymous. 
Some would ask to meet Lord Byron, but most of them didn't, and some of them were even a little bit embarrassed that they were writing Lord Byron to begin with. I don't have a, an excerpt to read you on this, but one of the things that Cornthrods mentioned was that the women would try to stand out and basically um, decry about the way that women treated Lord Byron and how he was seen as this symbol and how she really didn't like the whole fan culture, but then at the same time express all of the same things that the other fans were expressing. And I think that's something that still exists with our celebrity culture. There's a sense of all of these people who like this one celebrity, they're really out there, but no, my like of this celebrity is unique. And clearly I'm not, you know, off my rocker or um, I'm a person this celebrity would actually want to talk to. So even though we have that in our time, it was something that also existed in Lord Byron's time as well. Another one, and this was mentioned in Corinne Throsby's talk, it's also in this independent article, was a letter from a woman who called herself Echo. She really saw herself as a kindred spirit who would be able to heal his wounded heart. And this is her letter. She, she said, Should curiosity prompt you, and should you not be afraid of gratifying it, by trusting yourself alone in Green Park at seven o'clock this evening, you will see Echo. If this evening proves inconvenient, the same chance shall wait you tomorrow evening at the same hour. Should apathy or indifference prevent you coming, adieu forever. I love her forwardness. I love that she's using a fake name, Echo. We could even think about Greek mythology and who Echo was and maybe this romantic kind of play that she's having here with Byron. She's also speaking from a place as though she has a lot of power, telling him, where to meet her, when to meet her, giving him a second chance, and then if she doesn't meet meet her, it's adieu forever. Uh, so this is something that supposedly you, you see too in modern celebrity letters is somebody trying to constrict the movements that a person will have. And I mentioned a lot of these are anonymous, so it's not that these women necessarily even intended to meet Lord Byron, even if they'd propose ways that they could they might have all of these strange rules around how it would happen. So it was almost more like it was a fantasy where they're interacting with Lord Byron. That's an important thing to think about with celebrity culture. It's about the star. It's also about the fans. And there's something intangible that's somewhere between those two things because neither has really met. The audience has a real sense that they understand the celebrity or they know them personally but there is a distance, right? They actually don't have that relationship. So it's almost more about the fan themselves and what in, in them is inspired by that celebrity. What is it that really awakens them? Reading Lord Byron's poetry, you can see why these women felt so ignited by his um, lyric. I mean, it's incredibly romantic and it spoke to a lot of the themes of heartbreak and suffering Again, that kind of brave hero, but then someone who's secretly wounded. So a lot of women could relate to that and also had the sense that maybe they could save that um, brooding romantic hero who was just struggling um, with their emotions beneath the surface. A Byron scholar from the University of St. Andrews, Dr. Stabler, wrote that the fact Byron kept his letters is important. He was absolutely fascinated by his own reception and the way he was perceived. 
He even mingled his poetry with his own self-creation. He pretended not to care about his reader, while at the same time making huge efforts to keep track of what his readers thought about him. The article, again, I'll link to, has more information about that. The um, image of Lord Byron as a person who was very scandalous. He was surrounded by scandal in his life so much that he went into exile. That same image shows a quality of aloofness and not caring what people thought. Even we could think about that now. Somebody who's so imbued with scandal, they must just must not care. Lord Byron did care very much about his image, and he requested that his publisher would send reviews from Europe, and he was always deeply affected by what was written about him. Even though these letters weren't known at the time, it's now something that we can look back and really see how important the interaction that he had with his fan mail was. In the link that I'll put in the show notes to the rest of the article, there's some additional letters or excerpts from letters that you might enjoy reading. So if you are interested in this story around Lord Byron, I definitely recommend reading the rest of the article. But I thought this would be a great touching off point for just talking about celebrity mail and what we can bring from even the history of Lord Byron's time, these letters from 1812 to 1814, what can we learn and how can we write mail now that's that's really going to have the right interaction with the famous person that we're going to be writing? I hadn't written any famous person before this episode, and then I finally put a list together of some famous people that I wanted to write, and I tried to choose a few people that are from different industries. So I chose a psychologist that I found was interesting. I chose an actress. I chose two authors that I'm inspired by. And at first, it seemed like a little bit of a daunting task because I didn't want to fall into the trope of having every letter be the same as a letter that they're receiving. But then also, like we see in Lord Byron's, I didn't want to write in a way that made it seem like I thought I was somehow unique, especially if you think about the most famous celebrities. It's almost like a weird statistical science that no matter what you write, somebody must have written this the same thing. So I'd say just as you're thinking about writing a celebrity, take yourself a little bit out of the equation. You don't have to write something that hasn't been written before. I'd instead think about what is it that draws you to this person. Again, we think about that interaction between the the star and the audience and what's that kind of intangible thing that's transforming the audience or or making the fan feel really connected to the, the famous person. With that, I'd say you can really think about what you want to speak to from what you're drawn to in that person, as opposed to feeling like you need to write something that they've never read before. A lot of the advice that I learned just from researching letters to celebrities is that you want to keep your letters as short as possible. They're not most likely not going to read something that's over a page long. And even in that case, a full page is something they might not get through. If you imagine they have bags and bags of mail, what are the chances they're going to actually get your letter? And then will they have time to even read your letter if they open it? There are some things that you can do to help your letter stand out. For instance, you could use a really beautiful bright colored envelope. I know many of you are calligraphers and watercolor artists. You have artistic talents, at least even from mail that I received from you, that would make 
your letter really stand out. So you could do something really thoughtful like that. You could think about something from their work that has inspired you. Is there a way that you could take that as inspiration for the way that you design the envelope? Could you use bright colors to help it stand out? And then also keep it in a design that's not going to overwhelm them. Don't put glitter or confetti inside the letter. And this is for anyone, by the way. Don't ever put glitter in a letter. I know it seemed like a cool thing a few years ago. It is such a pain to open a letter and have glitter fall everywhere. Uh, maybe if you have a, a grievance to somebody, you could you could put some glitter in there. But you don't want to ever have your letter be a burden on someone. It shouldn't be something that they have to clean up. Um, so yeah, with a celebrity letter, consider some design details that are going to make it stand out, but not so much to the extent that it's overwhelming them or scaring them in any way. A couple more things to think about is first starting the letter to let them know who you are. Don't have to do a long introduction, but share something short about who you are first. Probably um, not worth sharing your age. I would say if you know someone young who's writing, so for instance, if your kid's in grade school and they're writing, in that case, they might want to share their age or share the grade that they're in. But it, you know, in my 30s, I don't need to share that, obviously. Um, and then share what drew you to their work initially or why you wanted to write them. Share how you were first introduced to their work. So did you hear about them through a friend initially? Was there a particular movie you saw if they're an actor um, that, had that had touched your life? Or if they're an author, where did you find their book? What drew you to their book? So it's just like you would in any conversation. You have that, as I call it, kind of the meat step where they're getting to know you and you're sharing how you know them. Again, this is a little bit of a one-way relationship, right? So you feel like you have this connection to them, and meanwhile, you're kind of the faceless person in the crowd. So you wanna provide a little bit of um, color or description around who you are and, and why you're writing. You wanna make sure, obviously, that you're going to write really legibly. There was some advice out there about typing letters I don't know how I feel about that. I can go both ways. That actually might be a good discussion for us to have just through Instagram and do a poll. I think that it does make it a lot easier to read a letter that's typed. You could maybe type a letter, but then make sure that you sign it by hand. You want something that shows your penmanship, not to show off your penmanship, but because your script is something that's a unique fingerprint showing your personality. And even if people haven't studied handwriting analysis, they can get a sense of you just by looking at your writing. So I'd say if possible, you want to write by hand, but when I say if possible, only if your writing is legible. I mentioned my father-in-law's handwriting, uh, I think it was last episode or the episode before that. If he were to write a celebrity, he should definitely type it because they're not going to have time to decipher what he's written. So that would just be something to test or maybe ask a friend if they can read your handwriting. If they struggle reading it, then I would go ahead and type it, but then still make sure that you're signing it by hand. The, um, the question about, okay, well, what types of supplies should you use? What type of pen? I don't know if that really matters. I wouldn't use pencil. I wouldn't use colored pencil. I wouldn't use crayon or markers. I would use a real pen, but even um, in this community, a lot of you are calligraphers. So if you're a wonderful calligrapher, I would consider doing your beautiful calligraphy. Everyone has a different opinion about the, dif about the difference between handwriting and calligraphy. For me, calligraphy is really the art 
of the characters. So taking time for each shape to look a very specific way. The type of calligraphy I'm most drawn to, copper plate calligraphy, has specific angles, it has specific proportions. It's not a, a real impression of who I am. There are parts of every calligrapher's style that you can see are unique to them, but it's not going to have that authentic, unguarded look that your natural handwriting will have. So I'd say if you want to write with a dip pen, great, you can do a dip pen. Make sure it's very legible, but don't do calligraphy for the body of the letter. You could still use a dip pen for the body of the letter, but make sure it's just your handwriting. Again, you want that feel that you're a real person on the other side. Okay, so after you do that intro part, you want to share some piece of gratitude or give a little bit more information about why you're writing. Maybe there was a particular piece of music that you that's your favorite that you wanted to talk to them about. I even think about now how difficult it is for celebrities, and I say that as <laughs> it's not more difficult than it is for normal people in a lot of ways. They have a lot more privileges, um, but just that failures for celebrities right now are incredibly public, and everybody has something to say about it. So if you end up writing a letter to just help you know, thank someone for what they've done or share a condolence for something that they're going through, understand they're, they're real people and their, their pain is amplified and spread because of the media that we have. Compliments can be good as well. The only thing I would say with a compliment is that you don't want to say anything that is going to creep them out. I know most of our listeners are female, and so they're probably aware of this, that they'll sometimes get compliments from strangers that can be weird even just on Instagram, people that message me and I have to immediately delete it because it's a compliment, but it's creepy, right? So you want to give it a little bit of that um, test of, okay, does this sound creepy or not? Whatever you do, don't put the caveat, I promise I'm not creepy or I promise I'm not crazy. Those give people the alarm bells, right? They're thinking, oh, why would the person need to say that? Are they going to say something that creeps me out, right? Um, so just like with Lord Byron's um, letters where the, the women would say, I don't like your fan culture and I'm not like any of them, but here are all the things that I do that are just like all of your fans. Um, you don't want to kind of um, suggest that the other types of fans have something wrong with them or put in the, their mind that they should have their guard up with you in any way. Again, you really want to remember these are real people. So even consider writing them as though they're a friend. You're probably not going to share to the same degree that you would your friend, but um, maybe more of an acquaintance, somebody that you could share a fair amount with, but you're not going to share your deepest, darkest life details. There's no harm in doing that, though, also, even though the celebrity letter should be written as it's intended for that celebrity and really thinking about them in mind. If this is really an exercise for you and it's something that you just need to say, you could say what you want in the celebrity letter. In that case, just make sure that it's something that you're comfortable with. If in 20 years you're in a different position in life, uh, if you're going into politics or you're going into some senior leadership role, you don't want anything obviously out there that's strange. So, um, and maybe by that time, you know, all of us will have 
done something that, uh, for whatever reason, we, you know, look back at and say, oh, why did I say that? Um, but try to have a, a, a little bit of a view ahead of time so that you're, you're not saying anything that you'd regret because once you send something, it's out in the universe and there's no way to recall it. You can't hit an unsend button. Um, so again, I'd say, you know, give compliments, but don't give any compliment that would creep them out. Um, and also don't put your emotions on them in a way that suggests it's reciprocal. So suggesting that you're a soulmate or I feel like we're best friends or I feel like you're my spirit animal. That one's a little bit funnier. Maybe you could say that, but um, it's uh, it's a little too much, right? You're, you don't know them actually. Um, and keep that in mind. You have this one-way connection to them. Your letter, if they read it, is really the only connection that they're going to have of you. Okay. Um, I have a couple little sample letters and what you can do. So mentioned writing, you know, starting out the letter, explaining how you found them, introducing yourself, share what you like about their work. You can give a compliment. Um, you could ask for something. For instance, if you want an autographed picture or if you want a piece of advice, um, for instance, if you're a writer and you want to get some advice from another famous writer, you could say something along the lines of, I know you must get many letters. I'm not going to ask you to read my work, but could you give me advice for a new author that wants to write a book or you know whatever your question might be? So you could finish with your request. I'd say if you have a request, Make sure that you finish with that so that you've started to build the relationship in the first few sentences. Again, you're going to keep this short, so maybe 15 sentences at the most and see if you could cut it down from there. Another one, um, just another kind of overview, would be to acknowledge that you know that they're busy and then from there just share why you're reaching out, so not necessarily doing as much of an introduction to you, just keeping it short and let them know why you're reading out or why you're, excuse me, why you're reaching out. Okay. And then the other thing is if you do want to receive anything back from them, if they're going to give you an answer to something or they're going to give you a signed photo, make sure that you include an envelope with the stamp and the return address already on there so that it's easy for them. And of course, don't assume that they're going to write you back. <laughs> you just never know if they're going to get it or not. It doesn't mean anything either way, right? Um, it'd be great if you do want a response and they write you, but it really doesn't mean anything about you if you don't hear a response back from them. And I'd say for all of you, especially since you're very creative, put some thought into the design. I'd mentioned making the envelope interesting. Maybe there's a neat way that you could um, illustrate on the letter itself or on the card itself. Um, letter folding might be a little bit too complicated for a celebrity letter. Obviously not that you couldn't fold it, but you want to make it as easy for them as possible. So even if they have somebody else that's opening their mail, you want them to be able to delight in the letter as though it's already open or as though it's been opened and then replaced in its envelope. On Instagram, I posted a little poll asking whether or not you had written any mail to celebrities. Many of you had written mails to celebrities, and I reached out to just a handful of you to hear more about the letters that you wrote and any advice that you'd have for us. 
So I thought we'd finish the episode just through going through some of the advice that we have. So the first, the first was from Victoria. She wrote a few letters back and forth with Dick Van Dyke. So not only did she write a letter, but she got responses and they had a, a couple of things going back and forth. She gave three points. These are things that we've covered, but I think they're really important to reiterate. So first, don't be afraid to reach out in the first place. Again, I mentioned that caveat of, I swear I'm not like your other readers, or I swear I'm not creepy, or I swear I'm not crazy. Obviously, you're not going to write that in the letter, but also don't put that on yourself. If you want to reach out to somebody, just do it. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there and write the letter. Second, she wrote, talk to them like a real person. Again, when we think about why are there celebrities now and there weren't celebrities 300 years ago, it's not that people are inherently different. It's our technology, right? So it's real people. Talk to them like they're a real person. And then she also um, wrote the advice about a stamped and addressed letter in the uh, or, um, envelope so that if they are writing you back, it's easy for them to do that. Sonia wrote about... Um, talking more specifically about the work that they do. And the way that she described it was to be very thoughtful. She said, talk about all aspects of their work, charity, acting, singing, not just the things that make them famous. And that kind of ties into Victoria's point too, about talking to them like a real person. You don't want to just look at one narrow aspect of somebody. You really want to acknowledge their whole being. Granted, we only still see this small aspect of them, but I'd say try to do your best to look at all of the different facets of them that you know and bring that into the letter and the things that you're admiring about them. Sophia and Marty both mentioned that gratitude is important, just sharing how much you admire them. Marty wrote Alex Trebek when it was announced that he had um, cancer and just shared how much Jeopardy meant to her. So it's really a space for you to connect with the people that are bringing value to their life, even if you don't actually know them. We all have those people in our lives who we're never going to meet. They're going to have some degree of fame, but they're touching our lives. I even think about, um, there's a couple musicians that I really like who do um, beautiful renditions of Schubert's music. And I wrote them a card earlier this fall when I first started thinking about celebrity mail. I didn't expect anything back from them I really just wanted to express my gratitude and how much my family loves their music. And similar with what Marty shared, the, you know, Jeopardy was an important part of their family. And so when Alex Trebek announced that he had cancer, it really touched all of them. And she really just wanted to express her gratitude there. Gratitude's always a great spot to start with any type of letter. But I also think with celebrity mail, it's important if you have grievances there are other places that you can write those. That's the other side of technology we haven't really talked about, but there are all different ways to reach celebrities now. You can tweet them. You can comment on their Instagram photos. You can send an email to their contact information on their website. A letter is a more personal way of reaching out to them. And I think, of course, given that I love letters so much, I think it's a more beautiful way to reach out to people. They're hopefully going to touch something that you've touched. And if your artistry's in it, and if you're writing from the heart, if it's something that's still accessible, it's not too long, you can really have an impact um, with the way that you're reaching them. Uh, and then if, you know, nobody would want to receive a letter that says something super negative about them, <laughs> uh, we will do an episode about writing to politicians. Um, and in that case, Emma, if you're listening, 
Um, we can talk some about how you do that. Um, Emma provided an example of writing to a previous president um, with some things she didn't agree with. Um, so technically that is a letter to a celebrity, but that's a little bit different because it's really about how their work is impacting um, a, a larger group or impacting policy. And so there's some other things that you want to take into account there. Okay, as I'm getting very wordy, I'm looking at Francesca's advice. Um, she wrote, to not get too wordy, um, something to remember you and to thank them. So very similar, you intro the, intro the letter, give, give an, introdu an introduction to yourself, and then share what you love about their work and thank them. Okay, Coho922 wrote Justin Timberlake, and she poured her heart out. She did not hear back, but it was still a positive experience for her to do this. And I'm just going to quote what she wrote to us. Write the letter like you're writing a friend, not a celebrity. Be open, be bold, and remember, they're a person just like you. I think there's a huge theme here that we're getting to. It's you're, you're putting yourself out there. It's short, but you're also, um, you're, you're not afraid to write. You're being a, a little bit bold in reaching out. Okay, and the final advice we got was from Kimmy. Um, her advice was about being warm and compassionate in the letter and talking about a cause that you really care about. She wrote Prince Charles and she actually received a response. She knew that he was po passionate about animal rights issues and she wrote him about the um, dolphin hunting that was happening off of the coast of Japan. Um, and she did, again, she did receive a response from that. But really trying to write as warm as she could, talking about a cause that was important to her and that she knew was also important to the celebrity. So I hope you found this helpful. I'm not sure how many more of these celebrity letters I plan on writing. I have a list of people that I'd like to write, but it's almost for me like the exercise of planning who to write gives me enough of that um, that feeling of interaction with the person, which is, I guess, not too sim not too dissimilar from these women who anonymously wrote Lord Byron. So much of it is actually about expressing something in you and how that person has uh, inspired you. That being said, though, I'm sure there are celebrities that would love to hear what you're grateful for, how their work has touched them. So please keep me posted. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Uh, please give it a five-star review. And also um, let me know through Instagram if you end up writing a letter to a celebrity because love to share it in my stories and hear who all of you are writing. Also, if there was something that you wanted to add to this episode or something that you took away, I'd love to hear that as well. I don't have a special sign off for today, but I actually just really loved what Coho922 wrote at the end. Be open, be bold, and remember they're a person just like you. <laughs>